episode 002, Liam. This is getting confusing. I keep forgetting we've got an episode. Yeah, we're one episode. Beginning. Yeah, that's 000. <laughs> Not to commit. To be confused with the the, the emergency hotline. Yeah. Please don't call it when you're trying to search right zero. episode. <laughs> if you Google if you Google it, just make sure you don't have your phone app open and not actually. Or Skype or whatever. It. Yeah. Don't call Triple Zero, please. Don't Skype Triple Zero. We're not responsible for that. Um, but <laughs> we've got uh, Zach here with us. Zach Duggan, founder of Pedal. Hey. Uh, how are you? Yeah, really good. Hey. Yeah, good. So Zach, we've known each other for a little while. Well, I say a little while, but it's probably like Four, Four years, years now, I or something. Um, we met at Beyond Rest. Yeah, Perth Centre. Yep, about that long ago. And then I think it was about three or two years ago, you um, didn't disappear, but you um, folk, you started this project that's you know taken your life up and it's going super well, Pedal. Yeah. How long ago? When did? When was it? It was like March 2017. Yeah. yeah. So a bit over two years ago. Yeah, cool. So people would probably, if they don't know the name, they'd probably be aware of it if they've ever been out to Northridge. They're the rickshaw bikes that you see riding around. Yeah. Most people I tell about pedal, they're like, oh, you mean those like bike things? <laughs> so like, yeah, we've, we've kind of covered most people, I think. And everyone I talk to has at least like seen us. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so you cover the Northbridge area. Do you come up this way to Leaderville at all? Maybe like once every now and again if some like really drunk girls want to go to a place like up there. What's it No, like the the massive like niche, is it? I think it's called oh, Niche. Okay. Man, I haven't been out in Leaderville for a very long time. It's like a, I don't think I ever it's have. It's like a, a rich 30-year-old club. Right. So like every now and again we'll like ride some people like up the bike lane to there. Yeah. Um, but no, we don't normally come to Leaderville. Yeah. That's a pretty far reach, though, from Northbridge. Yeah, it's a good, like, 15-minute ride. Well, Mr. Nick Ladura, shout out to him, he once told me a story about him going all the way from Northbridge to Ocean Reef. On a rickshaw. On a rickshaw. You don't know about Oh, you story. know that guy. I know Nick Ladura. Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. He oh, w- can I swear? Yeah, Yeah, you can all swear. Right. This is the internet, man. Damn. Welcome to the future. That that story has hit the airwaves. That's great. Yeah. that was That, that sounded like an epic journey. Yeah. I, don't, I think it was like kind of from what he said, it was like end of the night and, uh, you know, it was the last kind of fair and they said that and they were like, oh, we'll give you this amount. And he's like, you know what? Deal. <laughs> and he took him there. So epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long ride. How much, like, it took you, four hours, hey. What, like round trip? Like one way. Wow. Yeah. Did he ride it back in the end? Or no, did you pick like him up? we just got a trailer in the next day. Because like <laughs> Connor was the rider that did it. And so we, um, like, we, we start work at like 8 a.m., like, oh, no, sorry, 8 p.m. every night anyway. Yeah. And, like, this happened at 5 a.m. So, like, Connor had already been riding for, like, nine hours straight. And this guy's like, yeah, take me to Ocean Reef. It's oh, it. so it wasn't Nick, it was Connor. Yeah, Connor was the rider. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood Nick then. He went on some epic ride himself no, as well, but... No, but Nick sounds like he was the passenger, was he? No. Oh, okay. Maybe Nick was just telling me. It was probably about a, maybe a year ago he told me this story or something Yeah, like yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah, no, it was I ride a corner. Hey. He might have told me another story and said, oh, this other one happened as well with this guy I went to Ocean Reef. So. Yeah, no, it was only happened once Like after we heard the aftermath of just like <laughs> burning legs and shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> like 9 a.m. and like people like just driving to work or like walking their dogs and he's just like <laughs> riding this guy <laughs> through like bike story. lanes in like Joondalup. 
It was pretty funny. That's commitment, though. Probably won't be repeated. <laughs> yeah. So what's the furthest you go now? Is it like Elizabeth Key or something? Or Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll take people to like Joondalup, Mount Lawley, East Perth. Holy Vic shit. Park? Uh, no, nah, not Vic Park. <laughs> unless you pay us a lot of money. Uh, that's fair enough. So <laughs> speaking of, the, the model of it is a pay-as-you-want model, right? Yeah, it's a pay-as-you-wish model. So we just encourage people to like, whatever they value their experience, just pay us that. So we let people set their own price. Yeah. And uh, and part of that experience is you've got these big boom boxes on some of them at least, or have all of them? Yeah, we've got music on all of them. What's the them. what's the most... Who controls the music? Do they get to Bluetooth their phone or something, or do you control it? We, like, disconnect our phones because, like, it's super annoying to swap Bluetooth Yeah, you don't want speakers. someone playing something inappropriate. No, like, we encourage all inappropriate stuff. Like, <laughs> probably one of What's the, the strangest song you've ever had play out of a rickshaw as you're riding it? I can tell you a really funny story. Yeah, like, yeah. a guy... Wanted to play, like, uh, Fuck the Police. <laughs> and so we're, like, going through Northbridge, like, in James Street. And he's like, fuck the police. <laughs> Just screaming it at these, like, cops. And, like, there were two two cops, like, just waiting on the Northbridge Plaza, kind of outside air. And these, like, they just got, like, a, what do you say? Like, a bee. They, you could just see they got, like, a bee in their bonnet. And they, like, came over and they're like, pull over now. And they fully, like, arrested this guy what? for, like, uh, insulting a police officer. <laughs> for playing a song? No, because he was, like, oh, like he was, singing he was like giving them like, the finger and, like, uh, yelling the lyrics out to them. <laughs> so this guy just fully got, like, arrested off the back of my bike. Jeez. So those guys probably don't have NWA records at home. <laughs> no, I doubt they're familiar. Yeah, I think they uh, they find that song pretty offensive. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, what's the most requested song that, or most play, most played song on your rickshaws? Um, at the moment, it's um, what's that little Nas X new song? I got I know about this guy. I've heard about him on other podcasts. I've is no he one idea of those, what any of his tunes. Is are. he a little rapper? Is he a big rapper? Like, is he one of those ones with the the little prefix? It, it's like. Uh, Gonna take my horse to the old town road. Oh, I'm gonna. Th- this is that, that song that people are uh, country fans are upset because it's like country meets hip hop, and they're like, "This yeah. isn't country." And everyone who's like genuinely into music is just like, "Shut up!" Like, like all the changes. so it's like the new wave of country where they just talk about like getting day drunk and like shagging the back of their trucks and. <laughs> <laughs> is it like you mean country went more hillbilly? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they just dart up the hillbilly to the well, it's kind of yeah. It's like you know, it's 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 country with like a beatbox sort of like you know rhythm to it, and um, yeah, it's just a lot more. Uh, it's less about like you know being uh, being drunk and like you know doing country music stuff. Like, <laughs> it's more like it's less about horses and more about just like trucks and drinking. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like uh it's blingin' country. It's like where they're like Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you hear like you don't actually know what you're talking about. No, from, no, I don't I'm not all that familiar with country. <laughs> but if you turn on if you turn on a commercial radio station you'll hear some sort of country oriented song with like a full on R and B like beat to it yeah and all they talk about is like just dumb <laughs> shit like getting day drunk <laughs> and shagging in the back of trucks exactly what you were saying yeah. the country purists hate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah this rapper figured out the, the three tricks to country music Pure, country purists hate it <laughs> well yeah like he apparently just like wrote this little like song in his bedroom and like just like kind of 
like research like country sounding um like lyrics like stuff to do with horses and cowboys and shit and then just like wrote a song and like somehow it like went viral on the internet and he reco- uh, so it's like what's a his song. what did you and say then his name was Lil, Lil Nas X Lil and then Nas he got X. Billy Billy Ray Cyrus to feature on the song and now it's just like blowing okay. out well, Billy Ray Cyrus okay. blowing out anything charts. to stay how relevant. do you get Billy Ray Cyrus si- like, I know Billy Ray Cyrus Cyrus isn't doing Part of me too much with himself these days. <laughs> no, no. How do you, as a bedroom producer, get Billy Ray Cyrus on your track? I have no idea. You would literally just have to ask. Hey, him. check out my band. <laughs> he's he's no, it's a number one is, song. He's yeah. He's really trying hard to stay relevant, Billy Ray. I think. Yeah. His hey, achy breaky heart's kind of fizzled out finally. So yeah. imagine how washed up you must be at the yeah. that age. He's probably still got a coup to mullet as well. <laughs> he's basically he's living he off. Does, of, bro. He's living off of Miley. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like he's he's riding her Imagine coattails, that, you're riding the coattails <laughs> of your daughter. Like your daughter just like explodes, and you just like he's clinging hard. Depends on her. Yeah, like because mm. no one he surely he knows he's just like a bit of a joke, right? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. You'd be he, in denial. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, I mean, he's yeah. It's, it's a big fall from grace. I'm sure it's been hard to hard for him to handle. Yeah. You know. But hey, I bet he counts his checks like with a happy <laughs> smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> all right. So going back to the going back to the rickshaw thing. Yeah. Who so you might you got you must have had some famous patrons, right? Um, a few, yeah. Billy We've Ray had Cyrus. Some good ones. No, <laughs> not Billy Ray. No. Nah, We've had right. like a lot of the AFL players from West Coast on board. Um. I've offered Kevin Parker a ride lots of times. Oh, damn. He hasn't taken me up on the offer yet. Really? Yeah. Even he wouldn't take a free ride? Nah. I was just like, please let me give you a free ride. <laughs> He's probably I a love you. <laughs> please, man. Come yeah. on, jump in my He's car. He's like one of the few people that I will like actually fangirl over. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, the same. He's man. just great. I'm, a, I'm a <laughs> such a Kevin, dreamboat. Yeah, I'm the Kevin fangirl as well. I was a bit. St- I actually, um, is it Acid Mother's Temple played? At Mojo's yeah, a few months about, back, yeah, and he was there in the crowd, mm. and I was a bit like, "Whoa, a bit starstruck," you know, because I've never seen him like in the wild before. I guess mm. <laughs> never had a wild Kevin Parker appear. Like he's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I play a lot of Pokemon Go, and he's never he's never popped up. But um, yeah, like it was one of those things where I sort of just turned turned around, and it was like, "Oh, there's Kevin Parker," and then. I turned in the other direction, and there was like a bunch of other the the like a couple of guys from Pond were there, and yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, he's definitely like a pretty polarizing figure in music now. Like, do you reckon globally. he's polarizing? Uh, I reckon he's he like so well liked by most people. Well, yeah, I suppose I mean it in that sense. Like, he's he's like. Do you mean like in terms of shift of sound? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's just like a massive, like hugely important figure in in modern music, I guess. Right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I used the wrong word, but anyway, like, yeah, internationally renowned. I was watching yeah. a uh, like a little YouTube short that popped up in my feed, and um, it was uh, why Tame Impala is hip hop's favorite band. I saw that pop up. I'm oh, you see that? true. Is it worth a watch? Uh, well, no, it's probably it's probably a bit of clickbait, but there's some interesting points made where he's like, you know, he knows like Tyler the Creator and and like. Uh, like Odd Future and yeah, it's really massive. He did a song with ASAP as well. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. Um, Those like festival kind of acts like that. Yeah, seem well, to orbit around the same kind of promoter. 
Probably, yeah. yeah. Tyler the Creator Six. was apparently one of the reasons that um, he became popular amongst the hip, like the, uh, the modern hip hop scene. Yeah, kind of shot okay. him into, shot him in, into the limelight. Excuse me, but um, yeah, that's that's a long way to come from from Fremantle. What's your uh, what's your favorite Tame record, Zach? Um, oh, I might be in trouble here. I think out, of, I, out of the big, I think three. I forget the names. So you got Inner Speaker, Lonerism. And current, so the big three. There's the original EP as well. Yeah, and a few th- other releases I here and there. I think it's Currents is the last one. I to think come it's out. Lonerism. Hey, I think Good so. Answer. Yeah. That's the second that's, one. That's right? the second one. That's yeah. the very introspective one. Mm. Uh, they all all are introspective to a degree, but yeah, Lonerism. Just like I feel like I was the right age for it, like going through the right motions of life when it when I heard it, and it just like stuck with me. So like that that yeah. will always be mine top five albums of all time yeah it's one of those albums that like hits your soul hey exactly that's why it's great that's a that's a bedroom headphone listening album yeah like you put it on and you go on a bit of an introspective journey yeah you know guided by the soothing sounds of wahs and phaser pedals and yeah yeah i almost feel like that's like our generation's like dark side of the moon like that i feel i feel like that too not in this that's a big call but it's a big call but in terms of like (laughs) Cultural relevancy, obviously, Dark Side of the Moon. Just like that was on the charts for thirty-four years or something ridiculous. It was it the was top, fif- top one hundred. Yeah, it. it Damn. Yeah, I don't know what the length of time years. was, but it set it set the record. It's it's yeah. been in the Whoa. charts, so it's that was a huge album. But in terms of what the relevancy of what at that time, where people took meaning in that way, it acts it serves the same purpose as what Dark Side did. To a degree, yeah. it serves for people like you and I because I think you're the same age as me. I'm 93. Yeah. yeah, 93. Oh, you're 93 as well. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think people our age, it kind of served that purpose for what you did when it was Dark Side 74? 73, 74? Yeah. I think 73. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, I, I agree with that, with what you're saying. It's um, got that... Uh, I actually I haven't listened to Lonerism properly all the way through, but <gasps> have it, yeah, I know. Cardinal Sin. <laughs> um I've listened to Inner Speaker. Great album. Um mm. and it's got that sort of scale and that kind of spectacle that mm. um Dark Side had. Yeah. Currents I really liked. Well It's more earwormy, I, f- I feel. It's more like Yeah, similar. I'll be honest, Currents is the one that I've listened to the most. Currents really? Currents and the Currents bookends. I've listened to the least. Currents and the first the self titled EP. Like I really mm. got it into that. It kind of lost me currents, I'm not gonna lie, to be quite honest. Yeah, no, I can't. It didn't really I didn't but it, it took we, me a long time to vibe with certain tracks, but there's still that uh, that one I forget, uh from a past life mm. when mm. he when he's got the he's like pitch shifted his vocals. Mm. I just found that to be like really cheesy at the time when I listened to it and I couldn't oh, vibe really? with I it. love that. It just, yeah, like, From it Past just, Life is a great tune. It just, I don't know, it just, I felt like to the flow of the album it was so jarring that moment. And I, just, I don't know, it just didn't blend with me. But that's just my subjective opinion. I suppose that's Maybe coming from a different place as well though because you, you, yeah, polarising. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. word it's polarising because, <laughs> the, you know, a lot of like, for lack of a better term, psych rock fans, Currents did lose them a little bit. Yeah, well, it was definitely a different direction, hundred percent. It was yeah. much more like um, pop. Yeah, it was pop. It had like it's elements had of elements like pop in it, elements of disco, yeah. and because he'd gone off and he'd worked like he'd worked with like um, producers like um, Mark Ronson, Mark Ronson, for instance, and you could hear that 
like you could hear that really creeping into currents i think have you heard i read an interview with him a while back and he's talking about the moment where like he the the desire for what music he wanted to make changed and he said he was in la and he was on mushrooms and coke and someone played bgs and he said it was the most euphoric moment of his life wow yeah the bgs are actually that's fucking kick-ass though like their disco era was like or disco in general like good disco because everyone associates disco with like just cheese basically and shit like 1086ax and crap that your parents listen to when they're when they've had a few shandies yeah um, but you listen to like good disco and bgs is a good example it's like the, it's so rhythmic and so like, so interconnected. Everything is like, it's hard to explain. But damn, the the rhythmic side of disco, you can understand why people were like, would dance all night long to it, other than the drugs, of course. But mm. it's uh, yeah, hugely important like part of music history. Mm. Everyone, everyone says disco sucks and everything, and. I probably was like among the people who thought disco sucked for a very long time up until probably the last couple of years. Um, and exploring vinyl, there's a lot of like cheap disco vinyl out there. But um, yeah, yeah. It's so hard to like be in touch with like all the music that was made so long ago. Like you've got to kind like of whole imagine. generation just like misses that. Like there's yeah. so much good music that was made, but yeah, we're just like put in a pile of like, oh, that's all just like old shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then you listen to like so much modern stuff, like, Look at Daft Punk, for instance. Mm. Massively influenced by disco. Yeah. Um, oh, hugely. You know, Especially the, the last To get, like, get Lucky or whatever, that's a disco song, like, through yeah. and through. Like, that that, that could have been... Really, that sounds like the Commodores or something like that, you know? Well, yeah. that, that album had people like Nile Rodgers on there. So, it had... And Giorgio Marauder. It had people yeah. from that movie yeah, yeah, yeah. on there. Exactly right. Which was really cool. It, it almost... Random Access Memories was like a celebration of that time in a modern mm, context. Yeah, was it was. Cool. Hey. I loved that album. It was that like album got me into Daft Punk more and more. Like I always thought Daft Punk were cool, but yeah. after I got into that album, I was like, wow, this is a great group. Yeah, they were really kind of exploring that, that mm, yeah. to the nth degree. Um, I suppose like in the earlier stuff, they were just sampling it and toying with the sounds, whereas like Random Access Memories became like a real celebration of the whole thing and they were getting yeah like you said they were getting musicians from the era to come and record and they were doing like live band stuff and you know they were creating like a real like like a a proper body of work from the ground up there yeah you know i think you're about to say something liam about imagine or might have been you zach about imagining the time when that music came out like you have to really put an effort into putting yourself in those shoes i think that's what you were about Mm. to say yeah but that kind of triggered a a lot better (laughs) yeah well it triggered a thought that i had so uh, the the Beastie Boys yeah. last year released a book, and it's just called Beastie Boys Book. Mm. Liam, you you were kind enough to gift it to me for Christmas. The be- one of the best Christmas gifts anyone's ever got me because yeah. that book is phenomenal. I just thought, what would I want for Christmas? <laughs> so you I see you dropping a hint at me. You're like Matt, get me this. Yeah, I still haven't read it. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a phenomenal book because. It's the Beastie Boys book, and it's about probably 600 pages or something. It's a thick book. It's massive. Wow. But there's, it goes beyond just talking about the Beastie Boys. It's, it takes the time and the effort to really paint a picture of New York at the time, what the yeah. scene was like. There's whole chapters that barely even mention them yeah. that are focused on... Like there's one chapter that's focused on how there was this show that kids would rush home to watch on the TV and it was like a like an Atari video game broadcast on TV and kids would call in and they would sh- shout fire like and it would shoot a missile and you try to hit a target and 
the, the chapter was just on that and how they love to do that. And yeah. It, it just takes the effort to really articulate, you know, them the setting of New York at that time. And well, you were, you were saying even there were chapters about what they were about, like what they were eating and stuff. And yeah. Like, so yeah. Um, the book is fully colored and it's, you know, it's completely different graphics. No two chapters look the same. Um, they even have guest writers uh, um, on there, like Henry Rollins contributes to it mm. um, and uh, many others. But um, there's one part where there's recipes in it for the noodles they like to make That's because right. they make the point, the one thing that musicians do more than talking about and making music is food. Yeah. And, that, and they say in it, you know, that's why we sung so much about food because <laughs> we were making food and eating food all the time on tour and all that. So. When they're just stoned all the time. <laughs> making yeah. noodles. <laughs> this is so. my recipe for microwave pizza pockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. take the plastic off; it adds flavor. Yeah, <laughs> trust us. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's a damn good book, and apparently the audio book is sick as well because they get people like Snoop Dogg and all that to narrate it. Each chapter's done by a new person. Yeah, I haven't listened to the audio book, but I'd love to um, experience the book again through that medium. Yeah, hundred percent. It won awards as like audio book of the year and mm. such. So, what's the book called? It's just called Beastie Boys book. Yeah. And it's cool. written by the two surviving members of Beastie Boys. Damn. Um, uh, not MCA. MCA. Ad Adam Yock. And, and Adam Yock. And uh, yeah, Ad Rock. Ad Rock and... Uh, That's it. The other one that I just said. Adam Yock. No. So there's Ad Rock and there's uh, not MCA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Beastie Boys is a really good example of what you're saying. Hey, like, if we, like, grew up in that time and we, like, knew like the boroughs they were like referencing their songs or, like yeah. we would get that same kind of like excited nostalgic feeling that we mm. get like listening to Tame Impala exactly but we're yeah. just like listening <coughs> to it like as an outsider the yeah. same as like Dark Side of the Moon we like hear synthesizer and we're like oh like that's kind of cool but like if you heard that in like 73 when like no one in the planet had even like heard of what a synthesizer was mm. or like especially heard it like used that way. Well, they brought it to the, you brought it to light like, like for a lot of people. Like yeah. this music sounds like it's from outer space. Oh yeah, 100%. Pretty sure Dark Side of the Moon was like one of the first albums to use a sequencer. Probably. Because there's a, that's a funny clip on YouTube that you can watch from one of the many documentaries on Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. And David Gilmore is talking about how he got, they got the sequencer in for the, for the synth and he's like, oh, this is really cool. You can like, you know, put in what notes are going to play and adjust it and it will like rhythmically play it. Like, yeah. This is fascinating. And he doodles around with it a bit and he plays something and he's like, oh, Roger, come check this out. And Roger looks at it, listens to it. And he's like, mm, mm. yeah, it can be done better. And Roger changes it and then makes a better one. And even David Gilmore was like, yeah, the thing was, his one was better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And that was the, I think that's on the second track, you know, when it get, goes into that. Oh, uh, the yeah, I think it's like was uh, Roger the, the mm. sequence following time. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. time is like the track on that, the album. That track where it's got like mm. all the Doppler effects going yeah. on and all that. The one that like, you know, generally reminds you that you, you're going to be dead one day. So yeah, that song's like that. the whole album <laughs> does like some really deep references. Hey, did yeah. you guys get a chance like see Roger when he came? And played no, here? I didn't. He's no. coming again this year. You guys should. Oh yeah, no, he's doing definitely Animals go. tour. Animals is a Animals bloody fantastic album. Wish you were here. I think. Yeah, like you guys have to go. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I know. Right. I forgot that was, was like two hundred dollars. You guys have to go. Yeah, he's gonna be like. Uh, there's gonna be a pretty crazy light show, no doubt. Because I know oh, animals is my favorite. Well known for. Records, so oh really? I yeah. Really want to achieve? Uh, experience that live. Yeah, that, I've only just really discovered animals. Like I went through and it's pretty much best. listened to. It. Yeah, animals yes. is fantastic. Is it? I, I heard it. I picked it up many many years ago and like just sort of. I don't know why it just never grabbed me, but listening back to it now. Mm. Having listened to all their other albums, yeah, it's like I, a lot of people say it's their best. It's like the, it's like the, the cult favorite. Interesting. I yeah. need to listen to this album. Yeah, that's no, good. Yeah. But the live show, like I went to the Dark Side of the Moon one. It was like the best musical experience I've ever had in my life. Hey. Wow. Yeah. It was so good. And you say when? So when? When? Like later in the year, like end of the year. I think it was like earlier last year. Oh, uh, when it when he comes again though. Oh, I maybe like. Yeah, I have no idea. I just remember seeing it. I'll keep it. my eyes peeled anyway. Yeah, but it was just like, he gets like a blimp and it's got like Trump's face on it, like flies around the like Perth Arena. read about he that. He gets like all these <laughs> like, like for every song, there's like completely like visual graphics that like come up on this massive like screen that he's like shipped over and it feels like you're like, when time plays, you can like hear like clocks and it feels like you're like going down like this wormhole of time and like that's a complete like, audio visual experience yeah it's a complete audio visual experience that's like the best way of saying it right on speaking of cool experiences i watched i'm gonna go i watched this last night and i'm gonna go watch it at the cinema next week i never do this with films and yeah it's the new apollo 11 documentary mm. and uh it's all restored footage from the archives of nasa and they've basically just put it into an hour and a half film um the footage is amazingly is it, detailed these are all just cameras they had attached to satellites and shit where they're no, like on the ships okay. so apollo 11 was the moon landing mission yeah right right and they've got cameras on the bottom of the ship um there's there's footage capturing from the, the actual whole moon. The, the whole thing like it, it the start of the film starts you know, days before it launches and ends when they get back. And it's all just archival footage. There's no um, spoken narrative over anything. It's just an audio-visual experience of it. Mm. And they've restored the footage and it's it's crisp, man. I sat down last night and watched it with a couple of mates, one of which who I do a lot of uh, filming with. And we're just talking about how amazingly shot it was. They, you, you watch it and... The way that they, they shoot certain buildings and pan across, they made that knowing that people were going to use that footage for something like this mm. in the future. Mm. It's it's a complete experience. But the cool thing about it... Oh, the, uh, as well, the, the footage when they're orbiting the moon and also when they're on the moon is just mind-blowing. Like, we're used to seeing that broadcast footage yeah. that was the TV broadcast. They don't mm. use that in the doco. This is the official It's the actual footage. cameras that were on there. Um, and they, because NASA took great detail in storing the, um, oh, took great, you know, measures in storing the film. It's, they've had to do very little restoration work on it. Mm, mm. Um, what about the sound? Did they just, is it all the natural sound? It's or all, the, all the, the audio, right? And they got a, a guy restored all the audio a couple of years back and they've used it for this film. But I went hunting around online last night, found the guy's Twitter and he's linked to a site where people, where, because the moon landing mission as of next week was 50 years ago. Oh, right, and they're cool. doing a, a live 
an event, you can listen to it now, where all the audio, the 11,000 hours of audio was all synced up and it's an interactive site and you can scrubble on the timeline and it's got certain markers here and there. It's, it's super detailed and you can find over the course of the week that you know it took for them to get there mm. and plus the extra time for them to get back as well. Everything is there. So you can listen in live as if you were sitting in the control room. Wow. It's mind-blowing like how much work they've put into this. That and sounds it's, amazing. It's it's an experience like just to s- I sat there for hours last night just listening to it at different moments. This is something. This is what you linked me to last night, yeah? No, I linked you to the documentary uh, trailer. Yeah, I'll check that out for um, sure. But this the cool like thing to, to link it back to music is that the guy who did the score for it um, they did get a guy to do a score for it mm. with uni- uh, original music, but he only used synthesizers that were available in 1969. Oh, so it's sweet. all like Moogs and, and it sounds so modern because obviously, you know, it's done by a modern musician, but yeah. he's, he's composed it completely of with gear uh, um, available at that time. And it sounds mm. amazing. The guy's right. name is Mark, Matt Morton, not Mark Morton from Lamb of God. Is, is it going to be a physical release or? I hope so. That would be probably cool. get it. Cause it's all just like modular synth tunes. Cool. It's mm. sick. Um, Have you heard um, Mogwai a few years ago did the soundtrack because they're they're obviously doing a lot of scores these days. Uh, They did the score to a documentary about stars and planets called Atomic. You would you might have seen the cover, but I haven't gotten around to watching it still. Yeah, it's I haven't actually watched it, but I've got the soundtrack, and you you see it if you ever flip in through at a a record shop. It's just a, a big high def picture of the sun with the word Atomic on it soundtrack by Mogwai and um, yeah kind of like going back to what you were saying where this guy was using synthesizers and things like that I don't know I don't think they're using original synthesizers from the 70s necessarily but um, it's much more like electronic I suppose like it's, it's a, mu- a much more electronic direction for Mogwai than, you, than most people would be used to because they're normally like you know just uh, you know guitar bass drums and a, yeah. and a few keys but they really like managed to create like this really spaced out atmosphere and although i haven't seen the documentary you can kind of imagine it's just a you know a bunch of really high def footage of like stars that's uh ink remedy next door tell him not to do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Um, but yeah they really managed to create this atmosphere of like floating around in a in a tin can in space kind of thing um it's hard to describe but if you see it it's definitely worth Worth mm. checking out. Nice. What's your favorite record, Liam, in your life? That one. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a really difficult question to answer, honestly. Um, probably once upon a time I could have answered it, but nowadays, man, that's really tough. Because um, it changes from week to week. Yeah, fair enough. Um, What's it today? What is it today? Um, or at the moment, in this week. This week, uh, it's probably still the Suspiria soundtrack, actually. So that's really boring because I was like my, <laughs> I was rabbiting on about that in the in the in the pilot episode. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's really grabbed me. Um, well, I've that's a testament to, to how good it is. Yeah, it's I've listened been to that a, week a lot. Since we recorded that one. And yeah, that one. Um, yeah. What about you, man? Like currently. Yeah. It's an album by Turnover, Good Nature. And what what genre is that? It's um. Uh, rock 
I don't know. Like, I'm not very good with genres. Turnover, they're called. Yeah. Where are they from? They're kind of like pop punky rock, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're from America somewhere. Yeah. Is that like a new release? Fairly recent. Yeah, I think 2019, 2018. Yeah, yeah. So like pop, pop punk. It's not the right what, word for what it. What makes hey. it like so good? Because pop punk's probably moved uh, quite a long way in the last 15 years yeah, as well. Yeah, I like. I just I wouldn't know the genre. I'm probably butchering it. Um, no, that's right. It's just like we butchered many albums. Like very like just like <laughs> just like melodic kind of summary rock. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Kind of like Citizen, if you know Citizen. No. Citizen. No. I feel like I might have a Citizen album actually in stock yeah. at the other store. I feel like I've seen that word on an album cover. Yeah. yeah they had a really show. good album called Youth. Also one of my favourites. There you go. So is that like the genre that you ex- you're exploring a lot of at the moment? Um, like I'm sure there's a lot, but... That's just like... Because like I grew up listening to that music. Like yeah. When I find like a good album, I'll just like... There's albums that you just listen to like constantly. Like I've been listening to this album like every day, like a few times for like at least a month. Every now yeah. and then, an album <laughs> like that would we'll just grab you by the balls and not let go. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah it gets you, and you, you get addicted to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's what it is for me at the moment. What was the first album you bought with your own money? I'll tell you mine first. Mine was Wolf Mother's self-titled. Mine is so lame. I'm afraid to say it. Say it. <laughs> Come on, man! It was um, Kylie Minogue, like her, yes. her second <laughs> album. <laughs> That's awesome. You know this. Go- this is going back to episode, well, the pilot episode as well. We're saying like, you know, all the, all the guys like around our age would get up early to watch video hits, probably because like Kylie Minogue was coming on. You know, oh my god, and she's she's her. she's still smoking up, hot, man. When yeah. I grew up, my dad would always joke that Kylie Minogue used to be his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it turn out to be true? No, <laughs> I knew uh, back then as well. <laughs> that's you, to be honest with you though. Like when you, when you put it into perspective, like how many pop stars these to this day are still as well respected as Kylie Minogue? Yeah, like, not many. Madonna is probably she's one, like, and she's even she's Madonna's had her moments. Not that respected though, is she? Maybe not respected, she's very but controversial. she's. Yeah, well, no, she. I think she. Not I think I give a shit. I think in terms of like her, her contribution to pop music. Yeah, she's respected musically, yeah. but I think like personally, like Kylie's one of the few. Maybe like Kylie and Rihanna, are, like mm, yeah, Rihanna's pretty like, or Beyonce as well. Yeah, Beyonce. Like, you can't say a bad word about them. No, you can't. I, I actually, um, recently there was what was it, Glastonbury in the UK, and mm. um, Kylie had like a her comeback set because originally like fifteen, ten, fifteen years ago she was supposed to she was booked to play with Glastonbury and she had to cancel because of um, you know she came she had that bad of cancer or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, since then she's obviously, she's recovered and, um, she's been booked for Glastonbury again this year or just recently. Um, and the whole, the whole crowd were like going nuts, like waving Australian flags and it was like a, it was like a massive success apparently. Um, and she came out and, um, did that song with that duet with Nick Cave. Yeah. What, was it the White yeah, Rose? she was Wild in, Rose? uh, 10,000 Days, wasn't she? That Nick Cave film. I'm pretty sure uh, they dated did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, why she's sure. in it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, well, I'm learning stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Top 10 anime romances. Kyla Minogue and Nick Cave. Did you say anime? Anime romances. Oh. I was just memeing. It wasn't very good. <laughs> I realised <laughs> halfway through saying it, I was like, Liam probably won't get this one. No, I didn't get it that It was because I was, I was <laughs> jo- joking about that today with someone else that I know. Uh, like, he... 
was where I went. And so I was in that mode of thought. No, That's all right. I had sorry, a whoosh, whoosh moment. There'll be many more to come, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, she's definitely, um, like, actually, her records, um, her her 1980s era, like early 1990s era records, if you can find them, are actually quite quite valuable as well. Yeah. Oh, I really? I had a, a compilation, oh. a best of compilation of hers coming through the shop. Really? Uh, on Mushroom Records, like a double LP and... Um, yeah, like I think I, I think it fetches about fifty or sixty bucks secondhand. Damn. It's not bad. Yeah, so it's definitely she's got her fans. Yeah, she was great. And Offspring, I think second album was Offspring. Americana. Yeah. 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 I love the Offspring. Yeah, we mentioned that actually in in uh, the pilot as well. Like he was just like totally uncool if he didn't own Americana. That was like the first song I ever got on like my iPod. Yeah, and I remember like having this like trip with my like parents and I like just like put my iPod in and I was just like singing because I couldn't hear myself I assume they couldn't hear me like <laughs> I was just fucking dumb and like I know like 10 years old or something so singing I was, like why don't I was you just like or? singing and like the look that they gave me like when we pulled up and I'd just be like singing and bopping my head for like 20 minutes <laughs> how good were, how good were uh did you 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 guys would have Walkmans yeah no, I, my, no? my first portable media player. I did actually, no, I did have a Walkman when I was very, very young, but it was like dad's old one and I had some play school tapes nah. when I was like four. Oh, Damn. sorry, no, I, yeah. I, I should have specified. I, I meant like uh, Discman, sorry, Discman. You guys uh, have Discmans? Yeah, I, think I, had, a Discman, I had one like, at yeah. one point very quickly, but by the time I was getting really into music, like your 128 megabyte MP3 players and 256 yeah. megabytes were the ones on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember like when iPods came about, it was the first time I'd ever heard about what an MP3 was or digital, like digital music. It was like probably, I think year eight or something like that. And this kid comes to school with like an iPod and it's like a freaking, <laughs> it's like bulging out. <laughs> yeah, they were so big. <laughs> And he pulls it out. So like, more convenient oh. than a boombox. Uh, it looks like something from the future because like yeah. Apple was so clever with their product design back then. The yeah. aesthetic of it was so such a massive part of the like the reason why everyone wanted one. Yeah. yeah. And the freaking you know the wheel that like is the first time I'd ever seen like touch technology implemented yeah. into something. You know, mm. like just so freaking ahead of its time. But then after all that, you know, eight hundred dollars is gone, and you could probably only fit like like. Uh, 10 albums on it or something like that like yeah if that dude the first one's like 128 i think yeah something like that that's like two albums very high-end piece yeah. of kit for two albums worth <laughs> of, like what well, what were the two for me the two albums were green day american idiot and green day international super hits oh and gorillas demon days oh uh, yeah oh well. you're into gorillas that oh young? i love gorillas Man. i didn't like okay so what did you think of humans did you like humans I really liked it, yeah. See, I but like I, I wouldn't get into it. I just like I it. Struggled, but I don't like. I don't want to listen to it. If that makes Someone sense, you like it's not the, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Not the standout in the catalog. That it's you're not one to. that you like. Sit down, you like. You know what? I need to listen to Plastic Beach. Yeah. Like the, the now now, which kind of he released in response to people, th- you know, not being too crash hot on humans because. It, just felt like a humans was just like so disjointed because there were so many so collaborators. Many yeah, yeah, there were too many collabs. Just like yeah. collab compilation. Yeah, basically. it wasn't a good. It didn't feel like Damon Albarn really had much input. Almost. But then, then he released the Now Now, which was very it's much back almost a solo Damon Damon it, Albarn album. Yeah, and it was back to Gorillas and just Damon Albarn mm. in the studio. But it, if it, it, you could, 
feel that it was rushed and put out in response to people being upset that there wasn't enough. Yeah. See, I didn't and even it was tell like, he cared. It was, just, it was a response. It wasn't an, uh, an intended piece of work. You're talking about the now now. The now now. He, yeah, he, wow. For me, it came across as very much a response. Yeah. Not, it wasn't like, you know, not a not a snarky response or anything. No, it's that's like, an interesting take on Like on Almost it. like he was yeah, pressured he to do it. I felt I could, I maybe because I was, you know, I wasn't too crash on humans and I mm. felt likewise to a lot of people. Maybe that yeah. was, maybe a lot of people and because it like disappointed me, I thought that, felt but that way. it did kind of in some subtleties feel like that came through. The now, now I think is like, I'd have to say it's, it's actually my favorite gorillas album. Wow. No cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need to go back and revisit it, it. Yeah. Actually that was, I would have to say that's the last album that I, that I got on release that like you were saying that just freaking just drew me in and I couldn't yeah. stop playing. I played it okay. over and over and Let over and over. Let me give it another chance. And there's only two guests on that album, I believe. Or yeah. three, sorry, there's One three, three guests. One of them Snoop. And then there's another song um, that has two guests on it. So there's, there's only two tracks with collabs with three artists across those two tracks. And the rest of them are just, it's just Damon Albarn doing his thing. Mm, yeah. Which, which is the standard for a Gorillaz album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You expect a few collabs. It's a lot more electronic yeah. as well, though. Like that album, I, I yeah. sort of thought there wasn't a, there wasn't too much guitar in it or too much. It was pretty pretty synthy, pretty electronic. But I liked that. That's I that the way that Gorillaz are good. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. It's that hip hop sensibility with like an alt rock. Yeah. Oh, there was probably less hip hip hop influence, I think, in that one than uh, than any of the other albums I've heard. I reckon. Yeah. Except for. Well, even even the one with Snoop Dogg, because Snoop Dogg's like a, a club <laughs> guy now, you know. He's like yeah. in he's a you know he does all the club stuff. So and that song that he guested on, I think it's like Hollywood something Hollywood. It's got the it's got the the word Hollywood in the title anyway. But that's that's it sounds like a club tune. Doesn't sound hip hoppy. All right, Zach, you got yeah. your two fifty six megabyte iPod uh, MP three player. You can fit three albums. Back in the day, so the iPod two. What what were you putting on it? All right, um, definitely the Offspring, Americana. Yeah, um, and then same as you, like Green Day, American Idiot was a big one for me. Yeah, and then like Parkway Drive, their first album. Oh, right. Don't close your eyes. That would be like my three. Parkway is so has such a cult following. Like, Dude, I know I I didn't know anyone who was mildly into Parkway Drive. Yeah, it was always. You'd not really listen to them, or you were super into them. Yeah, I think it's because like the whole scene around hardcore. <coughs> it's not so much now and either, but it was more like yeah, when I was like fifteen, sixteen, I just like I remember like listening to this band and just like loving it because I yeah. felt like that like the anger they were expressing was kind of like um like, I don't know I, I just like it just appealed to me at that time like when you're fifteen and like the whole world like seems against you, and then like you go like. I remember the first time I went to their show and like just seeing people like kick each other in the head and just like just get absolutely smashed and like people just run around in circles and people trip over and smash their like like faces on the ground and like get <laughs> trampled and then people just like, hey man, that was sweet and just like help each other up and like... Yeah, yeah rule numero pick them up. Yeah. Definitely the friendliest like sort of live music experience you're going to have in terms of like crowd yeah people are so friendly like yeah. so aggressive but so friendly at the same time yeah yeah because it's all about like um finding a healthy channel for for your anger not like you know going to a hip-hop gig and like you know 
fight g- getting into a gang fight you know it's yeah. a little, yeah. hip-hop gigs are the ones where the, all the trouble seems to start i find but metal yeah. gigs as many as i've been to i've never seen a fight i've never seen it like anyone behave like a tool just i remember seeing like i wa- i didn't go to watch them but i was walking past north lane at sound one of the sound waves can't remember which year yeah and it's like same kind of thing like hardcore everyone's like swinging arms and yeah. kicking around and all that circle pits and all that and at, by the end of the song the guy's like okay i just want to say i love life life i, I just want to take it everyone take a moment and think about your life and how great it is and a beautiful gift that it is yeah <laughs> did they lock like, all the like, doors behind you yeah, and start talking about jesus after there was like a circle pit going yeah. on oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man i <laughs> have you ever been to a, have you ever been to a gig where like they they kind of lure you in with like you know good music and then they uh they one of the one of the singers or someone will come out on stage like that and and uh he'll be like all right stop the music i just want to i just want to spread the love the love of jesus christ <laughs> and suddenly the doors lock behind you <laughs> and you're, you're stuck there for like the next three hours while they uh preach a good word is that a thing Oh, it happened to me once, man. Like Damn. my high school girlfriend, I was like super into her, and like she's like, "Oh, do you want to come to this um, this like gig tonight?" Like um, it was like an all ages thing because I was still in high school, uh, and um, I'm like, "Yeah, sure, what why was not?" It called? I can't remember, but what was <laughs> it by any chance called Youth Impact? No, it probably had the word youth in it though, and mm. I wasn't sort of like smart enough How to put two and two together. How do you kids? <laughs> what I, happened is... I, I, I went to one of these places for a year. Well, I turned up. I used to be a Christian when I was a teenager. Uh, well, you <laughs> would know... I found Jesus when I was about 15 to and 16. And to then I found, days. <laughs> And then I found Black Sabbath. And you, I know what, you know what I'm <laughs> talking that, about, no doubt. I turned up to this gig... Cause she's like, meet me at this address and it's a freaking massive, it's one of those mega churches. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is probably going to be like, you know, a Christian thing. But sure enough, we went in and a couple of bands played and like, there wasn't anything Christian going on. It was kind of just like, you know, luring everybody in and getting them interested. And then next thing you know, um, they bring out a special guest and the special guest, no, well, (laughs) it's, it no, it's there in your heart. <laughs> yeah, he was the he was there in spirit. Like he, he had something else to do that night. Jesus but came inside. No, it was me. Guy Sebastian. <laughs> Guy Sebastian came out on stage. <laughs> Guy Sebastian. Oh yeah, he was hell Christian. Yeah, eh? he still is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And he, he was back in when he had a big afro <laughs> and everything. And like um, that song, Angels Brought Me Here, was like hell big. because you know, he just won Australian Idol. Song. You know, which has probably Christian undertones anyway. Yeah. Mm. But I didn't know he was, I didn't even know he was Christian at the time, but he comes out on stage and he's like, yeah, I just want to like everyone to sit down on the floor. So he made everybody sit down and then the doors freaking closed and like, yeah, like good 45 minutes. The donation minutes. pans getting circulating. Oh, <laughs> thankfully not. Cause we were all just kids. Like I didn't have any, any money or anything. But <laughs> your they money. closed the doors. <laughs> yeah. They shut the doors behind you. And they talk about so Jesus for like 45 minutes, man. Oh and if God. you want to get up and leave, because he's made everyone sit down. And it, I reckon this is a part of it. If yeah. you want to get up and leave, you've got to get up in the middle of this crowd while, uh, while someone is talking in a quiet yeah. room, walk past everybody who's sitting on the floor and then open the door and leave. So they make it like, you know, as hard as possible to get up and leave. You're, you're peer pressured into sitting there and listening, oh, to, awkward, listening to the gospel. So yeah, that was my uh, that was my like Jesus Christ lock-in experience. So I'm guessing you never had sex with that girlfriend. No, I think we broke <laughs> up pretty <laughs> soon after that. <laughs> no, I was leading. To, I was trying to lead to that point, but that that whole that ruined the mood. 
you lost me at Guy Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. I couldn't believe it. I was like, st- st- I was starstruck a little bit, but I was like, oh, man, what's going on what's here? What's this cassette? Breakfast in America. That's super tramp. Mm. Mm. Classic. On cassette. Cool. Thanks, Put man. that in your Proton. I'm gonna, yeah, put, yeah, actually, no. It's a, I've got a, um, a CD player in my Proton, actually. It's the first car I've ever had with a CD player in it. Oh. But I'll Congrats. just put this in my pocket oh. for safekeeping. Well, welcome to the 90s. The 90s? Oh, yeah. 90s. Oh, would it have been early 2000s that CD players were in the cars? Uh, yeah. See, I didn't yeah. get my first car till 2011, so... Well, I've got a 2007, which is like the newest car I've ever had, but it doesn't have a driver's door handle, so I have to climb in through the passenger side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got She's a 2003 like, Do you want to share your story no about... Uh, yeah, go I, on. No. I'll share a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I nearly ended up on the force. <laughs> That's, it's like the Australia's equivalent of cops, because my fuel gauge doesn't work, and um, I was basically guessing how much petrol I had left in my car. yeah. And I was at the intersection of <coughs> Leach Highway and Welshpool Road and um, green light went and I go to put my foot on the accelerator and nothing happens. So I'm like, oh crap, here we go. Car broke down and I'm stuck in the middle of this busy ass intersection. So <laughs> <coughs> I looked around for a fuel I stuck my hazard lights on and just had to leave my, because the steering wheel was locked so I couldn't get it off the road. I just had to leave it there and I freaking ran like a kilometre and a half to this servo. Um <coughs> got got a jerry can and a funnel and like filled it with fuel ran back all, all the while like on the way back i've spilled like petrol all the way down me so i'm reek of fuel and i get back to my car and there's like two police officers on bikes that have kind of like cordoned off the vehicle like they've put like tr- cones down i'm like oh sort of like <laughs> relieved that no one's hit my car but i'm also like oh man now i've got to deal with the cops and I was like, sorry, guys, I, you know, my fuel gauge doesn't work. I've, I've just run out of petrol, but I've got some here. So if I could just fill up my car and be on my way, you know, that would be great. But, but thanks for your help. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're making wisecracks at me because my Proton, like, it's just parked out there. It's like a, it's like a buzz box. It's a two-door, like, shit box, basically. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, it must be that big, you know, that big Proton motor. It's like, drained all your fuel, mate. <laughs> like, you know, like, really digging into me. And I'm like, yeah, uh, that's really funny. Um, and then this other dude on a bike, like all dressed in black with like a massive, like, looks like the freaking $2,000 equivalent of a GoPro mounted to his helmet. And I'm like, Oh, who's this dude? And they're like, Oh, he's, he's filming for the force. We're filming an episode of the force. Do you want to be on it? And I was like, Oh guys, like I'm, I'm, I'm out of breath. Like I'm, I reek of petrol, <laughs> you know, I'm basically in the middle of a panic attack. Like I'd just like to kind of just be on my way. Thanks. And they're like, all right, no worries. Well, off you go then. And then I'm relieved as hell that I can finally leave. And then remembered that I had to, oh, and this is another thing as well. I had a space saver tire on, on my front, on my front axle. Yeah. So... <laughs> I wasn't even driving on like a proper tire, you know, and this space saver was like bald as hell. So they could have yellow stickered me on the spot, but they chose to let me go. And uh, after all that, I realized that, yeah, I had no driver's door handle. So I had to climb <laughs> through like across the gear stick, across the handbrake, like through the passenger side to get into my car. And I was just thinking like, please don't stop me again. But they let me go. So that was... You could that have been like my... that guy on TV. Hey, oh, no, I don't th- honestly. I don't think I would have made the cut. Like I wasn't like you know. I wasn't on drugs or anything like that. Normally they just pick the ones that are all like you know <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> drugged out, like on a three day bender. So no, luckily I was just like you know 
I was articulate enough that they probably <laughs> would have been like, ah, oh, this guy's boring. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there any, any, anything that you want? Did you want to jump in for a bit, Dylan? Or? One thing I wanted to announce. Um, yeah, go for it. So, it's uh, just gone live tonight. Uh, 10th of August, we've got a, re- a gig here at the cafe. Yeah. Uh, Stock Records um, have... Is this the one with the really dope uh, Russian kitten poster? Yes, that's the one. So, Salary, uh, Last Quokka, The Chlorines, Grunge Barbie, uh, 6.30pm, uh, Saturday night on the 10th of August at Rubel Records Vinyl Cafe. Yeah. It's going to be a really good night. Excellent. It's always going to be a really good night at Rubel Records Vinyl Cafe. Uh, we'll probably Even be sponsored by Nowhere Man Brewing Company as well, so beer on tap. Oh, Excellent. yeah. Zach, uh, so pedal. Where can people find you? Northbridge? Uh, yeah, you can find us on Northbridge. Follow our Instagram. Yep. Graham's always got some good stuff on What's there. What's your handle on Instagram? And uh, just Pedal Perth. <coughs> pedal, uh, Perth. pedal with a P-E-D-D-L-E? Yeah, L-E. Cool. Just checking that it's still on the end there. <laughs> P-E-D-D-A-L-L-W. <laughs> pedal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guys shout out like pedal files. That's that's my least favorite thing. So people actually shout that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long that guy was sort of waiting to crack out of that gym. Like, he's just like, oh, just wait until the next summer. He's bursting. <laughs> he's, he's, bursting. Like, he's coming out of the club and he's like, look around, where are they? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I've got to say uh, that. Yeah. girlfriend's like, no, it's... You did it last week. It wasn't funny. And they're like, I've got to do it again. The <laughs> other one is like, how much to Mandra? I've got a very vivid image of the person saying that. The first like well. seven times were funny. It's just like 15 times a night. Someone's just like, how much to like insert really far away suburb here? <laughs> and they just like think they're so funny. And we just have to like. Just like either just ignore them completely or like try and come up with like roasts so people just stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best roast you've d- dished out? Oh, I, I could probably that say you're proud it. enough to say <laughs> the, I could probably was, say it. This is going to be good. Yeah. Like this guy said it and he was with like two of his mates and he was like, how much take me to bloody, like, I don't know, like Calamunda or something. And then I, and I just looked him in the eyes and I was like, oh, it'll be an hour with your mother. And his face just, <laughs> his face just dropped. Hey, and his both his friends just started laughing. At him. Oh man, that's see, that's the best. If you can manage to get his mates to roast him, yeah, yeah mission that's, accomplished. That's what he's he's that seed, the rest of his <laughs> night should be destroyed. He's probably not lived that down. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I could only say that once because it's not very good customer service. But <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was funny at the time. Oh, classic. <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks so much, Zach, for coming on. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for, for having me. It's been episode two. We're going to wrap it up before the drilling starts again. So apologies yeah. and thank you for putting through it. I'm going to edit out as much of that as possible. <laughs> it was um, just the bean I had earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, episodes. Uh, this will be the episode two, but the third in the batch that will drop straight away. And then we'll be releasing weekly after that um, with many more guests and potentially Zach again if he mm. wants to join us again so yeah that'd be great thank you yeah. cool yeah. so yeah pedal you can find in Northbridge uh, Instagram and Facebook pedal Perth P-E-double-D-L-E yeah Perth and uh, yeah anything else there you want to plug Any, um, check out our website enjoy life cool <laughs> sweet Liam right anything you need to plug for Vic Park uh, 
I think nothing nothing that everybody doesn't know at the moment. We're open seven days. Um, and we're open late night on Fridays. We're open until 8 p.m. on Fridays. Are you so. still doing the promotion? Not at the moment. No, because that c- could have potentially, like, I don't know. We were, we were, we were treading, treading on thin ice there, I think, maybe. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dylan, 8 p.m. Dylan's give up, given yeah. us, uh, cut it out. <laughs> 8, p.m. Till, uh, 8 p.m. on Fridays. So Yeah, yeah. cool. Good to know. Come down to Leaderville and get some delicious bagels. Delicious Best bagels, bagels in Perth. Yeah, this is, uh, Dylan's the bagel man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for guys. listening, everybody. <laughs>